0: Well, welcome everyone and uh, thanks for joining us today on, on the way. I'm here today with Dan Tudor. Say hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. There we go. Nicely. Well done. Well done. Dan <laughs> has, uh, if you are at Woods Charter, you know Dan as the silvery voice who does announcements many weeks at Woods Charter. And, uh, he is also taking point of the Chatham Serves project, Chatham Serves Day this, uh, upcoming Sunday. So we're thrilled yeah. for that. Dan, uh, tell us a little about yourself before we jump into Chatham Serves and serving in general. Tell us a little about your background and kind of what you do.
1: What I do in my sort of regular work life is I run a business called Tutor Collegiate Strategies. And the business is centered around consulting with colleges, mainly athletic departments and also admissions departments and helping them craft sort of their strategy for reaching out and messaging the uh, athletes and students that they want at the school.
0: Yes, and, and you kind of invented that. I mean, there's no one else really doing this, right? Yeah, it's,
1: invented an industry. To, I yeah. mean, to the extent I mean, that it is an it's industry, an industry yeah. Yeah. the entire industry, as yeah. you call
0: it, like, kind of like Gatorade. You create this whole market, this whole <laughs> thing, and no one, else, yeah. people, Copiers will come later. But you're yes. you're the originator. Yeah. yeah,
1: so it's which makes it exciting and hard and fun and all at the same time, all wrapped into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. And Dan also has a
0: you have a weekly podcast as a result of this too. You're a professional podcaster. Mm-hmm. On the yeah, side. it goes
1: out to coaches. I mean, anybody can get it, but unless you're interested in recruiting athletes, it's called. Recruiting Weekly on iTunes. And so, yeah, if you're interested in recruiting athletes, then I guess you can listen (laughs) if, if that's your thing. You have all sorts of free time.
0: Nice. Yeah, too much free time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now you uh, you have a, 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 a career, a history in actually professional sort of entertainment as well, or sort of showbiz, sort of as the uh, as the sports anchor at your local uh, station in out in California. Yeah. So originally,
1: yeah, I the first forty eight years of my life, we were in California, and um, part of that, right after college, for about seven years, I was a TV sportscaster. And uh, so, have I, I. Tell people it is an interesting job to have had, because you have to stay up till midnight one in the morning, which most people don't realize, and work on weekends, and go to an insane amount of sports events, which sounds fun sounds if you fun. like sports, and right. I do. Right, but after I think at, at minor league baseball game number three hundred or four hundred. Oh. You know, 95 degree heat, you think, I've seen enough minor league baseball for for, uh, for a while. So, yeah, it, it was, it's fun to have right out of college and met some interesting people. Interviewed Michael Jordan. Oh, so that's, that's relevant here yeah, in you know, North Carolina. Oh, yeah. And, you know, hung out in a limo for an evening with George Foreman, the fighter, and just interviewed like a lot of interesting people that, you know, that you get to do when you're in TV. So, it, it's fun. Horrible hours and very mediocre pay, and you know there's a lot of reasons to not be in it. So, but it was I'm glad that that's part of my experience. That's fantastic. Well, thanks for bringing
0: that skill set to uh, Woods Charter many Sunday mornings,
1: and for yeah. being here today. Yeah. So tell us a little about uh,
0: just your faith background. How did faith become a part of your life? And.
1: What I have a now? very, on the surface, very boring faith story. Uh, I became a Christian very, very young. And I remember when I did. I was in my backyard and probably had just come back from vacation Bible school or something and uh, remember committing my life to Christ. At what age? I'm thinking it was probably eight or nine-ish. It was, it was young. But it stuck. And, um, I mean, everybody in any... Walk has their ups and downs, and you know detours and things. And certainly, you know my, you know my walk is is similar in that way. But uh, it's always been really important to me, and I've always known there was a God. I've always felt like there was, you know, uh, somebody walking with me. And you know, and it's hard, you know, if you were to describe that to somebody who wasn't a believer. It's really hard to describe. I was actually thinking about that the other day. How hard it is to, you know, how do you know there's a God? Well, you and I or anybody, you know, a lot of people that are listening to this would just say, well, you, I know, you know, and you could give very personal experiences and things, and yet if you haven't experienced it, it's really hard to to describe. So that's sort of. Like I know God is here. I would say that um God is you know who led us and was the driving force behind us moving. We didn't know where it wasn't like you know, Dan moved to Chatham County, North Carolina. It was there was an a uh I guess a a pull or a prompting, like something needs to change. And so we made this very difficult move. And the only way we would have done that is because God was leading it and opening the doors and closing where we looked at a lot of different places before we settled here, you know, and I was again thinking the other day, like why did it end up being here of all the places? Because in my job, uh, I can be based anywhere and it wasn't dependent on a certain geography. This was convenient because a lot of colleges are in the Midwest and East. And so it's a very good jumping off point. So there were a lot of things about the area that we liked, hmm. but it wasn't something that, you know, it was specifically this area. And yet we land here and find Chatham Community Church in the area and the people. And it has really been a, a great fit. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's great.
0: Well, I, you know, I, I love that your story starts at a young age, really. I actually, you know, I, I talk often with parents who've got kids who are thinking about faith or thinking about getting baptized or whatever, and sometimes it's uh, it's tempting to kind of minimize that as they don't really know what's going on or that you know how much they really understand. And I think your story is a great example of you know what when what the Lord the Lord loves the faith of children, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a way where God can take that and take that seed of faith. He did, obviously he didn't know the fullness of sure. know, the Trinity or whatever right. or whatever sure. that, but there was a there was a genuine faith that the Spirit was up to right, right. there, right yeah. at an early age yeah. and and has been building on your whole life because it ups and downs like normal. Yeah, but uh, but that the the faith that the faith commitment you made at that stage was not inconsequential. It was what the Lord was doing, right? Sure. And, and you participated in that, partnered with that, and your parents. I know were supportive of that as well, sure. and all that kind of things. So yeah. that's great. Yeah. Well, we're, obviously, we're uh, talking about Chatham serves coming up this week. I want to know about sort of serving. How's that been a part of your faith in the past? Like, how would you say sort of serving has been a part
1: of your active following of Jesus as an adult, particularly? I would say for most of my Christian life. Serving wasn't a part of it, mm-hmm. not necessarily by design. I wasn't opposed to it. It's just that for whatever reason, I didn't see the opportunities. Um, and yeah, chalk it up to maybe I was lazy when it came to actually, you know, putting uh, your feet on the street and, and actually doing stuff. Well, if you're up till midnight interviewing like George Foreman and <laughs> yeah. Michael Jordan like every That's weekend, it's
0: hard yeah. to have time. Like, when am so, I going to have okay, time? Okay, well, right. When you've got time to serve, right.
1: you got you're chasing celebrities and those. <laughs> That's right. So uh, it, back in California, the town that, where we lived and the church that I grew up in um, eventually became uh, – I became a deacon. So the way our structure was at that church, you had deacon and elders and then a pastor. And it was um, an independent, non-denominational church like like Chatham Community Church is. And so I got asked to be a deacon. And being a deacon at a small church you know, of 100, 150 people – meant that you did a lot of setting up and tearing down and put up the tables, took down the tables in the, you know, if there was a dinner or something that was, was happening. And so that was, it was, I mean, in a sense, you know, very humble, non nobody else at the church. It wasn't like you were doing it for, you know, for publicity or, Hey, look how good I am. Cause you just set up the chairs and you took down the chairs and the tables. <clears throat> and that was really good. I mean, that's, that is, you know, there needs to be an element, I think of, when you're serving, you're not doing it for yourself. And there's certainly people in Christian service, uh, if we'd label that broadly, that are in it for themselves. And eventually you sort of get the feeling like they're in it for themselves. Um, But that was a great way to start as a deacon, uh, just to do that. And then um, over time became an elder at our church, uh, taught the adult Sunday school class. So All those things, you're not doing it for yourself, at least in terms of any kind of immediate public payoff, like, wow, look, you know, he's doing that. Because it's very, most of it is behind the scenes and quiet and sacrificial, whether it was time or, you know, you're committing to preparing things, you know, to teach. And that's, you know, there's not a lot of glory in that as the world would define glory. Um, so, but, but there was enough, I mean, I was tell people like teaching that class, which I did for, I think over a decade, um, I got way, I think I got more out of it than the people that had to put up with me, you know, trying to stumble through, you know, different biblical lessons. Um, I, I was always amazed at what I learned yeah. and from the people that, uh, that were in the, in the class. And, you know, so when we came here, um, it was interesting, just that transition of you know being established in a church where everybody knows you and family. I've mean, literally last forty years or so going to that church, coming to a new church, which is again one of the ways I think God has stretched us as a family and me in particular. Um, okay, what do I do? Or it's not. I think I remember having the conversation with you. Like I'm not going to do anything right now. Am I going to? I'm just going to rest and say okay, where. Where does it fit in? And where, when is there a natural time? And ironically, the natural time was, Hey, Dan, can you help come in and set up chairs again? <laughs> you know, so it was like, <laughs> like you know, it's you know, it's history repeating itself. So um, it was good to get back to, you know, show up early, um, set up the chairs and do that well. And with the spirit of, you know, of this is serving God. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, so that's you know, the history of, of, of you know services, at least as I would see
0: it. Yeah, so let's go back to that uh, first deacon experience, mm-hmm. right? Where sort of it, 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 you would not necessarily say that. Oh, I'm a natural servant. I'm always looking for sort of things to do. Like um, it doesn't sound like that was sort of not like you're adverse to it or against it. It wasn't, but it wasn't like you're the guy who's yeah. sort of always there, kind of on the spot.
1: Right. I, the I was the typical, probably the typical church-going Christian that. You know okay you know we're you know we take nominations for deacons um i don 't want to be a deacon that 's just like a lot of work, and i't do who wants to work? I mean, I got my time off, and I want time off and so yeah you know, again, there is I think a certain selfishness that I had, and then eventually they ask, and okay, you get to set up the chairs i 'm not going to say I had a great attitude about it or looked forward to it, but over time, you get to understand that you're part of a church body, and this is one of the ways that you you serve. And you look at the humble ways Christ served the church, and you know, washing the the feet mm-hmm. of uh, of the disciples. I mean, there's not it, the Son of God washing feet. I can certainly go in and set up some chairs on a on a Tuesday night before a Wednesday function. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. so um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't.
0: Yeah, yeah I love talk. I, I think. There's a couple of uh, of streams. Like some people are by temperament and by certain grace, they're just – they naturally serve. It comes easily to them. And other folks have to learn it, right? You Mm -hmm. have to sort of – you have to kind of fight back the I don't want to do that, the the natural resistance internally. And then even along the way, there's forks in the road of – Gosh, do I start to resent this, or start to kind of you know get self righteous about it, or whatever? So when you think about like that that process, that journey for you, particularly maybe that first year of being a deacon, can you can you uh, think back on the ways that that process uh, worked in you to sort of for your heart to grow into serving, which it had to, right? What was that process like? Yeah, I mean,
1: you you learn very quickly that it's not about you. If it is about you, then you're going to quit that (laughs) stinky job because you know that's you you don't want to you don't want to do that. Who who wants to come home from work, eat dinner and then go back to you know go to a church and set up chairs all by yourself. You don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And um, who wants to wake up early on a Sunday and go help with set up at Woods Charger? Uh, I mean, naturally, it's not something that you want to do, but I think again like it, it, that's one of the ways probably God stretched me is through service. You really get to understand That that's how Christ did it He served He served in a lot of different ways And most of them were probably Um, you know Behind the scenes quiet that we don't even read about in scripture That impacted people That were very common And if so, if he can do it Then yeah, I can do it I think there's, you know, it What it does is Obviously anytime you serve I think there's something that people get out of serving Like it feels good Um, And so teaching the class, being an elder, there were times that were hard that, you know, you didn't want to, you know, you'd have hard conversations with people um, sometimes as an elder and difficult decisions to make, you know, for the church. But then also there's those times where you're giving back and you see, wow, something I just taught really impacted that person. That's not in it. There's nothing in it for me to do that other than that temporary feeling like, wow, okay, I can see God working through that. It's the idea that, yeah God, in some small way, is working through me um, so I think that's that's what 's in it for an individual to serve, but you don 't get that right away. I think you right. have to actually go right. through the act of oh, service right. and humbling and complaining and you know and then coming to a realization that okay this is god 's plan
0: yeah that's great so uh,
1: springboarding off of that when you think about sort of
0: growing as a servant and in- church and a position you sort of was a structure right but uh, how would you say that sort of learning sort of uh the lessons of being a servant how did that affect your marriage or your business like what are the ways that sort of growing in a, an understanding of your own position as a servant maybe even understanding jesus's position as a servant how did that sort of shape you right. in other areas of your life kind of spill over in a, hopefully a positive way yeah. to other places um
1: i think from a marriage standpoint we did a series a couple of years ago on uh on Marriage, mm-hmm. and um, that and I talked to you before. That was really an, an, one of the core things I took away from that is that you know, as a husband in a marriage, you're really there to serve. You're there as a servant, and taking an approach. Um, the book that uh, went along with the, um, uh, the the sermon or the sermon series really focused on the idea that you know, approach your spouse, the one you love, like God loved us. And if you do that, there's then an immense amount of patience and immense amount of you know humble service, and so that's been a great thing to kind of know and take with me. You know, since you know we've been here, I mean, uh, you know, and hopefully my wife Teresa would say that's she's noticed little elements of that, um, maybe that in the ways that I've changed in work. Um, I mean, in the work that I do, it, at the core, I like to think of it as helping. These coaching professionals do an important part of their job, which is to actually know how to communicate, so most of the time when i 'm um, when i 'm getting ready to talk or lead a workshop, which sometimes they go over two or three days, I really focus like Lord, shine through me i mean i 'm here to do a job for coaches that aren 't necessarily Christians, but shine through me and and if i can I just want to help I want to serve them even if it 's in, in a non-Christian, non-biblical fashion. Let me be a servant to them. Let me improve and help them. Um, So I think that's one of the things, you know, when you start this idea of of serving, and I think it helps if you start as a Christian in in serving something related to God and and a church body, it starts to spill over into your other areas of life. It's almost impossible not to. You can't like segment out serving. Okay, I'm a servant, I'm a church, and I'm going to be the jerk and selfish over here. Which I mean, that happens in Dan Tudor's life too. That's not Dan Tudor's life. Let's make that clear. But <laughs> uh-huh. but you know, overall, you start to look at wow, you're really. It is all about pouring yourself into other people. Uh, what's meaningful anyway in life? Yeah, yeah. I think as, as
0: someone who is also not necessarily naturally drawn to serve in quiet, humble ways that Jesus does. Um, I think I, I think I, over time, what's happened for me is it's gone from something I do to someone who I'm becoming, right? This, that, that transition from, hey, like I'm called to a task or, mm-hmm. you know, I've had similar stories of being invited into positions that required a certain level of serving that may not, that stretched me in good ways and healthy ways. And now sure. it's like, I'll, I, I'm interested in this position. I'm willing to do this as a task. And I think, uh, I think what's happened what, in God's grace over time is sort of me understanding that sort of serving is not just a check the thing, check the box or or a thing that I do, but it's actually something that Jesus was and I'm invited to become. And that, and that, and that, that transition does begin to sort of shape, you know, marriage and, you know, work and work environment, or even, even recognizing in my work environment, even here at the church, there's uh, opportunities for me to opt in opt out of serving and, uh, and to say, you know what, like there's, there's work here for me to do that, uh, that I need to, to need to embrace partly for me, my own character and partly just so that I'm aware of what it sure. means to really love my neighbor in ways that are very optional or quiet that no one's going to know about, right? There's very public parts of my job at the church. And then, uh, by God's grace, there's a whole bunch of stuff happening, you know, kind of the glacier underneath the surface. That's where most of that stuff's happening, right. right? That no one sees. And, uh, and that, and there's a, there's a way where that kind of secret serving, for me and my position particularly is uh, very character forming and helps to kind of keep me grounded in ways that other parts of my job that are more public won't do.
1: Yeah. And I think to apply it to a regular person, you're irregular, you're the I'm, pastor. I'm, so you know,
0: weird. It's um, weird. It's weird. So job. for
1: a regular person uh, that would listen to what you just said, the way that sort of my take on that is that there are, there are lots of different ways to serve. You don't have to be a pastor. You sure. don't have to be paid by a church. Um, you know, I serve in my ways that you know I've got some skill sets, and I'm, I'm missing a lot of other skill sets. And the skill sets that I don't have, somebody else jumps in, and they serve serve in those areas. And not everybody would want to get up and do announcements. And for me, it's I you know I don't really even think about it because it's such a I speak all the time in my job, and so it's something natural, and that's the way I can I can serve. And I think there is in the Christian community in most churches you know, who wants to you know, volunteer to do something? I, you know, I, I don't want to, I can't do that. Or I'm not good at that. Or that's not what I want to do. And look, I mean, I've, I've been there. That's, you know, there's that I, I under, I completely understand that. Um, but you don't have to, you don't have to do what Alex does. You don't have to do announcements like Dan. It can be something very simple just to start. And just to say, I'm um, really think what you're communicating, you know, on a earthly level is I'm part of this community. Mm -hmm. I'm part of this church body and I might be the little toe on the left foot, but I'm a part of the body. And so what, what purpose can I serve? What can I do? Mm -hmm. Um, doesn't have to be every Sunday. It doesn't have to be just once a year doing something. And that's, I don't know. That's, that's, I think the practical application, what I heard you say, what went through my mind is that I think a lot of people think, well, I have to serve all the time or I have to, I have to meet these certain qualifications. Take it from Dan, who didn't want to set up chairs. um, That you can do it, Mm -hmm. and then. But it's just, I think it's part of the humbling process. I think it's one of the ways through service. Yeah, God's pouring you out into somebody else. But in the meantime, He's as you're pouring out, He's filling up with. He's filling you up with sort of that attitude that you need, uh, that certainly that I needed. Mm -hmm. You know, humility and and. Just, you know, like humble service in some, in some way, shape, or form. And it could take a lot of forms. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. That's really good. Well, uh, you know, a number of years ago,
0: someone asked you to be a deacon and that sort of started you on this path of serving. And then a couple of months ago, I asked you to think about Chatham serves and, uh, <laughs> What got you excited about that? Why did you say yes? I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I, I, I didn't do anything. There's no smoke and mirrors on my part. I think I actually told you what it was. I was up front, I think. Yeah. Now you weren't. It oh, okay. wasn't well, front. That, that, so my
1: my warning is that it. if Alex, if you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> and Alex out of the blue invites you to go to lunch for no real, uh, like, we need to edit this out. Reason, edit this part of the uh, interview out, please. Go to lunch, but. Be aware of this. <laughs> you're about to you're about to be uh, asked something. Not every not, line, not every for time. For the record, okay, not every okay. time is that true? Um, yeah. So that's... nor was that the first time we'd
0: ever gotten. Lunch? That's true. So for the record, that's true. For so those listening, yes, yes that's okay. true. All right, yeah. all, right, all right.
1: I may be slightly exaggerating, <laughs> but um, you know, I wasn't looking to to do something like this. Wasn't opposed to it, but it's just I wasn't looking to do that and. But you know so as you were describing, you know, what Chatham well, I've been involved with Chatham Service, but in terms of the organizational side, what that looked like, um I said, okay, I think I can do that. Do I wanna do it? Well, no, because it's like if I'm selfish, which I am, that's my time and there's you know it's gonna be yeah, you know, I got to now carve out something to make sure this gets done. And you immediately, I think, any time again, going back to when you're asked to serve, all the reasons why not to and why this isn't good, and that all starts to to sort of spill in. And um, but you then say, okay, wait, this is something for something larger. And yeah, so that's I was happy to to step in. Yeah, that's great. Well, we've got some uh,
0: some new wrinkles coming up on on Sunday for Chatham Stores. Were some things you're excited about, or we're dreaming about, and still
1: seem like. Yeah. A so when when after you know this whole idea came up, is do I want to um, start to take leadership over this? Um, first, let's both agree that um, Rachel Matthews, who organized this for years and years and oh, yeah. is deeply involved in organizing this one, has done and. and unbelievable job and the more you know the more detail you see like coming through as it, as the event gets closer several times i'm thinking how did she last this long like this talk about sacrificial yeah, service absolutely absolutely people have no idea yeah. um, so you know give her all the credit because it really was her um passion and still is but in starting it and keeping it going that you know what an incredible job she's done so so my job really is it was, you know, kind of the opportunity presented it. And I raised my hand and said, okay, I'll do it was to find out what's, you know, most of it's working fine and it's a good event. Um, what are the things that could be better? What are the things that maybe people would want done differently? And so, um, talk to a lot of people, talk to the small group I'm in, you and I have conversations, different people. I sort of randomly went up to people in the church and, and talked to them and, and that's where these new wrinkles sort of came out of. It was um, it was the ideas of everybody in the church. So some of the new wrinkles, if we want to get into that briefly, just to sort of what's going to be different about this. And first of all, just if you've never, if you're listening, haven't been involved in Chatham Serves, usually what happens is that we meet at the Woods campus and the Pittsburgh campus, and we have uh, potluck breakfast. People bring stuff in. They have breakfast. We have a quick prayer. We sort of sit with our teams and eat, and then everybody disperses and goes out and does projects. And it does a lot of good throughout the community. And, and again, Rachel has done an amazing job of getting a variety of different people around Chatham County involved with this outside of our church, all the nonprofits and things that are, um, that are involved in the people with those nonprofits that, that now rely on Chatham serves to some degree to, to get things done um, in their area of focus. So, one of the wrinkles is we because one of the the I think the opportunities that we all saw was right now it's we sort of gather quietly at the churches and then go out and and nothing is ever really seen in the community and as we grow the campuses and grow the presence of the um, our church in the community, one of the ideas was let's have a more public face to this um, so what we are doing this first time this year which is I, I it's probably the most exciting aspect because it's a change in location um, and that is that we are going to be under a tent at the parking lot at Lowe's can't go wrong can't go wrong in a parking yeah. lot at Lowe's Lowe's home improvement by the uh, way yes, learning, yes yes not the yes, not, not, the, the, grocery not store. the grocery store yep. Lowe's home improvement um, uh, between the two campuses which i think is a good you know it's a good in between point and it's very public too and uh, We'll see what God does with that. You know, just people knowing who we are and what we're doing and, and everything. But we're going to be there, so we're going to gather there. Uh, breakfast is at eight thirty, just like you know, normal. At, at when we gather at the campuses, we'll um, have a. The other wrinkle is that we're cooking breakfast, preparing it on site, not uh, having everybody bring something, but just go and let us serve you breakfast. And then uh, we'll gather together as one church body. We're at two campuses. It's one church body, which I think that's gotten a lot of good, I think, positive feedback. Is mm-hmm. people are excited about the idea that we're all going to be together at least you know for that day, and and then we'll go out and um, and and serve.
0: Yeah, we're. Uh, it's it's been really it's been fun to talk about this as 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 you've dreamed about it and kind of cast vision for it. And it's starting to come together, talking with different folks to see different angles. People who've been around for a while are really excited about the family reunion, kind of mm, a vibe and feel yeah. people who are new are excited about the idea of how, um, sort of having a, like a, even like a more public location, it positions us to make an impact perhaps in some different ways. Yeah. So there's some new things we're talking about doing under the tent when we scatter from right. project level. a number of projects that happened there all morning long. Um, one project that we're working up that is, I think almost completed is the idea of, uh, uh, Linda Sands, a Dogwood Vet Clinic, doing a free mm-hmm. rabies vaccinations for, right. for people in the community, which is like,
1: what an awesome thing for people for, to be able to do yeah. this. For animals. For Let's animals. Thank you. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Like point, point, point Just, clarification. People in the community. People in uh, the community, yeah. yes. There's not a huge rabies not- <laughs> outbreak problem that we're trying to <laughs> solve there. Thanks. Good, good, good <laughs> clarification. Thanks, Dan. So, the uh, yeah. So,
0: uh, we have uh, dreams about what we could do in that space as we, yeah. as this is kind of our first crack at it, but as as we continue to work this out, I think there's going be opportunities for... Um, both uh, uh, a gathering together and a fresh opportunity for us to serve in some different ways, our local community, to can, to network with more partners in the community to say, hey, we're going to have people. We're going to publicize this right. as a place for a, kind of a community service, a number of different things happening here, whether it's helping people with budgets and training with that or how to write a resume or – vaccinations for your dog or a blood drive. Yeah. Those, there's a number of different things we've kind of talked about and, and brainstormed as a possibility for this. And some things are coming together and some are like, well, we'll get to that next time around. Sure. But, but we're excited about the ways that this has uh, some energy. When you don't
1: it? know how God's going to work, who's going to drive by and not know anything about either Chatham serves or the church or is in need of something. I mean, you just don't know. And I think that's the exciting element is that when we're at the churches, certainly it impacts our church body and we're aware of it. But when you put it now out in the public, what's going to happen? That's always interesting. That's the most interesting times in Jesus's ministry was he ventured out in public and there was always some stuff that, you know, happened like that. We didn't see that coming and yet it happened. And so it'll be interesting to see what, you know, how God works and, um, you know, how that area not just impacts us as a church by being able to get back together and have the family reunion aspect, but what, what does it do to start reaching the community and people that, um, don't know anything about us or God, or, or the fact that there's this body that gets together and goes out and helps people and maybe they're in need of help. So that's going to be the really interesting part. Yeah, that's cool.
0: Dan, if, uh, People are interested in learning more about Chatham serves. Where can they go to sign up? Where can they get information? How can they contact you if they got yeah. questions?
1: Chathamserves.org uh, is the website, and you can sign up for the no, that hasn't changed. You can still go for those familiar with past events. You can go in, sign up, and be a part of uh, of any project that you want. Or if you don't sign up, you can just show up that day, mm-hmm. and we'll be happy to to uh, you know to to do stuff. And um, Yeah, so I think the big thing is to come and be involved. Don't make it the Sunday. This is the other part of in talking to a lot of people. I'm not going to serve. I'm not good. I don't want to go out and sweat or I'm not good at construction or digging or whatever the projects were. Um, So I'm just not going to go to church that day. I'm not going to be involved. And that's what we don't want. So even if you just want to come have breakfast and see some old friends and hang out in the tent all morning, that's good. You know, and and maybe the next year you'll see something you hear, oh, I could do that, or or there's going to be projects under the tent as well that you don't have to go out and physically, you know, go out and um, you know, man the the clippers or the lawnmower or the um, you know the the drill. Um, you can you can stay in and do some some simpler stuff. So really, it's just we want people involved and give them a reason to to come out and make it a little bit more of a an event and a family thing for the church. And so that'll be, I think that'll be fun to see how that works out. Absolutely. Well, Dan, thanks for joining us here today in our makeshift
0: studios in uh, Chatham Mills of Pittsburgh. (laughs) And uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We hope to see you at uh, Chatham Serves this weekend.